That's your second one in like two minutes. Okay, fair enough. I'm just doing it. You, I don't care. Okay, I wasn't sure. No, I, I thought it'd be a funny way to start the episode. But yeah, you're doing like a uh, Judge Smales and Caddyshack, Spalding, get your foot off the boat. Hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling quite devilish to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I had a coffee no less than an hour ago. And now I'm drinking espresso. That's... So I can't be held accountable for my actions. What happens? I used to drink like that all the time. I used to put espresso in coffee. You ever do that? I have. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> That's sweet. That's a rock star drink right there. Yeah. Yeah, I got my exercise in today, walking to Tim Hortons and then coming back here. Although, um, on my way back, I was thinking about it. I'm like, ju- trying to justify getting my caffeine in, um, by exercising. I don't know. I think it's called bargaining. Yeah, I think it's called being, um, a sinner. I'm a devil. I'm a villain. I'm a devil. <laughs> Um, I'm a devil. Apparently, Albert Hammond Jr. was in Babylon. Yeah. Ba- Babylon, which I saw on Sunday. I haven't seen it yet. Don't spoil it. No spoilers. Don't spoil it. I won't. I think he's like, hey, that chicken stole my cocaine. So if you watch it and you hear that line, I think that was Albert Hammond Jr. For what the hell reason. is this movie about? This is a big cocaine party? Um, Kind of. I mean, that's the first like 20 minutes. <clears throat> a big cocaine party? Mm-hmm. And Flea, Flea is in it in the first 20 minutes, and you hope he's not going to be in it anymore, but then he's in the rest of the movie because he's such a, such such a, a good, actor. good actor. Is he not good? I don't know. I can only <laughs> think of him in Big Lebowski. Uh, oh, I forgot he was in that. <clears throat> and Back to the Future 2? It, it, to me, it's novel to see him in like a tiny role in a movie. Yeah. Uh, but he's in this movie so much that I kind of it, it is like a baffling decision to me to give him this much responsibility as an actor because he can't really oh he's in queen and slim too okay i didn't see that he's not terribly interesting and in he's really boring in that movie i mean he used to be in movies like occasionally back in like the 80s and 90s with some come to think of it his performance in queen and, queen and slim i remember him like every line it sounded like he was like reading it very slow like like they said, be slow and thoughtful. And he just want. He talks like right. someone who maybe. He kind of sounds like someone with hearing damage, the way he talks. Like a deaf person. Maybe, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he can't hear that well. He probably can't. I mean, that's why he thinks every Red Hot Chili Peppers record sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, that would explain things. No, I like Flea as a baseball as a guy. He is in that movie Suburbia from the eighties, which is kind of boring. Not the Richard Linklater one, but there's a one before that called Suburbia that Penelope Spheres directed, I think. And he's in that. Um, and in the movie, there's a scene where someone call accidentally calls him by his actual name, 
and he gets mad. He's like, no, it's, uh, and he says his character's name. And that's just in the movie. Like, they don't call him Flea. They call him, like, Anthony whatever. Yeah. Well, they don't say his full name, but they they call him by his, his first name. They call him, what is Flea's actual name? Siphoneptria, what are you doing? <laughs> um, there was one time where I... You ever watched The the Tick? Yeah. I mean, the cartoon or the live-action series? The cartoon, I guess. No, I, I only remember the Fox, the short-lived Fox series. The Patrick Warburton. Yeah. 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 I remember one day I was, like, racking my brain trying to remember what that show was called, and I kept typing in the Flea TV show, the Flea, and I was only coming up with the Mucha Lucha character. Ooh, that show was banging. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, I loved that show. <laughs> Although I didn't like when they changed voice actors for the main kid. Yeah, I don't remember that. I kind of fell off after Ricochet? that. Ricochet? I had a really cool... How lame of a character name is Buena Girl? Is that her name? Yeah, good girl. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I didn't think mean. it was cool they had a Ray Mysterio character. Oh, did they? Ray Dynamico. Oh, okay. Or Ray DeMonico. I don't know, something like that. What uh Yeah, what else what else was was on Oh, there was um what was the show with the sumo wrestlers? There was three of them. One was like a blonde guy, like an American guy. I don't know. You know the show I'm talking about? Oh, no. It was a cart- I, I mean, I, it was a cartoon. It wasn't. I was thinking, I thought you were talking about Toro from Jackie Chan Adventures. Oh, no. I saw an article the other day that was like, here's how, um, like, no, I can't remember. It was some, like, weird movie. It's like, here's how this mov- random movie inspired Jackie Chan Adventures. Is it okay. Where is Chan? No. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. No, me either. It looks good, though. Anyway. What is that? I don't know. It's like a black and white indie movie from the 80s. <sighs> um, it's like an early movie to have like an all, all... It's like an early American movie to have an all-Asian cast. Okay. I feel like we should have done something special for episode 100. Yeah. This is where I would it'd be like a fake out and it'd be like, surprise, here's every guest we've ever had calling in for a five-minute segment. But we could call Dylan. I mean, it's not off the table. I don't really feel like doing that. He's already on the phone probably anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 101 is going to be a very special episode. Probably. Don't hold us to that. Every guest we've ever had. So um, that one pizza place we used to call all the time. Every day is Father's Day. Yeah. Um, Aaron, Joe, Nick Smith. Luke. Luke. My brother. Brian Sifka. I didn't want Nick to be the only one I gave full government name of. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's generic enough that you can't... It's. Good luck finding that guy. He's a ghost. He's a phantom. He's a phantom menace. You're just going to be chasing phantoms if you're looking for Nick. He's a phantom of the opera. 
You're going to walk up to John Green, the author, and be like, Nick? Oh, no. I don't like you saying that he looks like John Green. But he does. I thought this is a long, Look, foregone conclusion. I just don't like you comparing him to a, a very annoying author. <laughs> Have you ever read any of his books? No. Good. What did he write? He wrote The Trouble with Jonathan's... Um, did you do The Fault in Our Stars? Yeah, The the Fault in Our Stars. He only writes books about kids, like terminally ill uh, teenagers. Let's Run Away to Where the Pines Always Grow. Hatchet. Shiloh. Brian's Song. Because of Winn-Dixie. <laughs> um, and then his best novel, Blood Meridian. <laughs> the man has range. He's got range. Can't deny that. Um, if I did do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry that I didn't give you that book. When my neighbor was moving out and she had a ton of books. And she had, if I did do it? She had a first edition of... That would be tight. Wait, no, it wasn't that. It was O.J. Simpson's biography, I think. Oh. Uh, if I did do it is probably the one to get. Yeah. Rather than Juice, the O.J. Simpson story goes written by Jonathan Green. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the only things I took from her were... Um, Song of Solomon by Tony. I mean, that's not unfortunate. That's a good. That's book. a good book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't read it, but I hear it's a good book. I plan on reading it soon. Now that I'm done with Cujo, I can read freely. You got some George Steinbeck book, I think, <laughs> The Winter of Our Discontent, which is just like the corniest sounding name for like a classic novel. It's like someone made up. Someone's trying to do a parody of a classic novel. Yeah. It's a fucking Winter of Our d- Discontent, and then. The fall of societal decency. She also insisted on giving me some detergent. Some Joy brand detergent, which I never ended up using. I don't know what happened to that, actually. Hmm. I may have consumed it in a sleepwalking... Sleepwalking Zoomer moment. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No cap. No cap! Old school, we're drinking detergent. I have a friend that says no cap, like, jokingly like that. Like, no cap. It's going to become unironic eventually. And then he goes like, sheesh. Mm-hmm. This is bussin'. Yeah. <laughs> this is bussin'. Sheesh. Did you listen to that review of uh, the new Avatar movie? Uh, By Chapo Trap House? Yeah, I didn't want to say the name. I just wanted to keep it vague. By beep, 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 uh, beep, they beep. keep referring to like the teen boy characters in the movie as the bussin teens. <laughs> <laughs> Which <laughs> is like I, I haven't seen that's pretty new, on the money. I haven't seen the new Avatar yet. So here's my plan. There's three movies out that I want to see. Babylon, which I'll probably go to theaters. Three to hours see. and nine minutes. Yeah. I'm just saying the runtime of these movies gone. The whale. Um that's like an hour forty five, I think. I might wait to catch it on streaming. Me too. And Avatar, which I feel like is going to be in theaters for like six months. So Three hours and 12 minutes. Yeah, I think that's going to be a Top Gun Maverick situation where it just stays in theaters for months. Yeah, it's cool that non-superhero properties are doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> Even like You don't think Tom, Tom Cruise isn't a superhero to you? No, he is a superhero. He's a god to me. Yeah. I think Tom Cruise is one of the most important people alive. What if Tom Cruise and 
James I think Tom, Cameron. I think Tom Cruise has more value to society than Joe Biden. Joined hands and jumped into the abyss. What do you think about that? Sorry, I was... Spiritually, Tom Cruise offers us more than Joe Biden. Hmm. Yeah, he's definitely got more energy. He's got more sauce. Anyway. I mean, if 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 Tom Cruise came out and was like, by the way, everybody, I'm not a Scientologist anymore. Hmm. It's just such a... It's just so glib to yeah. be a Scientologist. I think everyone would be like, Hell yeah, Tom! Yeah, he would f- completely redeem himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom, just when I think you can't get any more stupid, <laughs> you completely redeem yourself. Just imagine that. What if Tom Cruise ends up in Avatar, like him and James Cameron? What if they do like a... Cro- oh, my God. If they teamed up. They do a crossover with I Mission would, Impossible and Avatar. I would bust. Because, like, why not? Avatar's make, he's making sequels to Avatar. Tom Cruise is making sequels to Mission Impossible. The crossover of the century. You know what is a bummer, though, about this new Avatar business? So it took James Cameron, like, 13 years to make another Avatar movie. Yeah. And he's making Avatar movies for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. So when's the next one coming out? Another 13 years? We're never getting Terminator 5. We're never getting... Well, no. Oh. We're never getting... Well, there was a Terminator 5. Oh, was there? Yeah. Oh, he had nothing to do with it, though. No, Terminator Genesis? Yeah. Um, wait, that was the fifth one? Oh, wait, yeah, there was a fifth there's a, one. There's a fourth one, Terminator Salvation, that no one gives okay. a shit about. I only remember Genesis. Okay. Did he do Terminator 3? I don't think he did. I don't think he directed that. I am curious. If, no, I don't think he did. Because yeah. I was looking at his filmography, and he's only got The Abyss, Titanic, Terminator 1 and 2. Aliens, Aliens Piranha 2. True Lies, Piranha 2, and they have term movies. True Lies is tight. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, um, but we're never gonna get a different. We're never gonna get a non-Avatar James Cameron movie in the foreseeable future. Probably not. Probably not. But I mean, I don't know. I the first Avatar, I don't really like, but the new one I kind of liked. So I'm I'm here for it. I'll check out whatever he's doing next with Avatar. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I gotta watch it. Did you feel like you had to watch the first Avatar to see the new one? The one was telling me you do. Uh, or it, it'd be important, maybe. I don't know. I guess. Like, I think you can enjoy the new one. The first one, like, plot-wise, not a whole lot happens. Basically, Jake Soli fully becomes a Na'vi. I mean, I saw the fr- ba- I saw the first Avatar when it came out. Basically, but- at the end of Avatar One, Jake Sully gets the invite to the cookout. Okay. And then in two, he has to leave the cookout to protect his family. He's got to leave the thirteen-year cookout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta get to the movies. When am I gonna see Babylon? Maybe a Tuesday. Maybe another long ass Tuesday movie. How long is Babylon? Three hours and what minutes? Like nine minutes. That's too fucking long. It's um, you know, it's not excruciating though. Like it, it doesn't really feel that is long. Is that she's busting for real? No cap on God. Kinda. Okay. I yeah, I expected to be really disappointed by it, but uh, I don't know. I came away with a totally different experience than I thought I was gonna get. How would you compare it to other Damien Chazelle movies? Like, I know First Man, I won't even watch because I hear it's so boring. Honestly, I probably like Babylon better than everything but Whiplash. 
But there's like a huge gap between in quality between Whiplash and Babylon, in my opinion. Like Whiplash is way, way you're more interesting and better than Babylon. about his second banger. Huh. Oh, I didn't forget. I like that movie. Just like I like White Noise. I, do you want to get into this? Yeah, we can talk about White Noise. We're talking about new movies that came out. That's a movie I saw recently. White Noise was? Yeah. It's the first movie I watched this year. And I'm telling you... I think Babylon was actually the first one I watched. Oh, yeah, because I saw it on New Year's Day. Yeah, I feel like in 10 years you're going to be smitten with white noise. In 10 years? Yeah. Maybe even sooner than that. I think it's going to pick up traction. Mm. Because it's on Netflix? Hmm? Because it's on Netflix? No, I just mean, like, overall. I think people will... I don't know what the general... It it seems like a very mixed... It's a very polar... Not polarizing, but, like... It's getting mixed reactions from a lot of people. In ten years, Noah Baumbach will have made three sequels to to, to Avatar. White Noise. And gonna, it, James Cameron's going to die, and Noah Baumbach's going to take up the reins. Yeah, what? A, and it's going to be about uh, Sully being like, I feel like I got to go back to Earth and graduate from Dish. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Av- Avatar will just subsume all other movie franchises at some point. Yeah, and. I mean, consider it's a Disney property now. What's stopping Iron... Well, okay. Bad bad example. What's stopping... Yeah, Ant- Iron Man died, you heartless son of a bitch. I was trying not to R. say I. that. R.I.P. Are you going to shit on Kobe Bryant next? You're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, what if Ant-Man shows up in Avatar? What's stopping that from happening? Now that the multiverse is a thing with Marvel movies... What's stopping Jake Soley from showing up and, like, shooting, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't even know who the villains are in fucking the Marvel Universe anymore. What about Jake Soley versus Thanos? Who is the bad guy and what well, we could really call Dylan on this? Who is the bad guy in Thor Love and Thunder? Christian Bale. Yeah, Christian Bale. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, just an idea for like you know, if movies are truly dying, then like, what's the? It's kind of just like fuck it. It's like why don't athletes all just do like the most amount of steroids they, they humanly can, and just make sports? I actually had a conversation about that. Insane uh, to watch. Yeah. Uh, the reason leagues won't let that happen is because if they die, it's kind of on them. Hmm. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, they have to do it as safely as possible. Hmm. Do you think basketball players take steroids? Or, like, I don't know. Because hmm. I, I was having a conversation with someone's like, yeah, you know all those athletes in the, the MLB, NFL, NBA are doing it's like, I've seen some really average-looking NBA players. Mm-hmm. Like, they're 6'7", but, like, they're not jacked. I don't think being, like, hugely jacked is... Uh, advantageous in basketball? It's not necessary. It makes it probably just weighs you down, reduces your flexibility. Yeah, you got to be kind of fast. Yeah, I mean, football. Consider your range of motion is really just moving forward and backward and touching each other. Yeah. Football players, yeah, I could see them. They got to be strong as hell. You just kind of want to be like a big slab. Yeah. Depending but even on in position. football, I've seen some real fat football players. 
Yeah, there's some big boys. but the, Like dudes whose like, gut is sticking out under the pad. You ever see like shots from football games where there's like some dude at the bench whose like, gut is like protruding out? Mm. Is that what the whale is about? Like, a big fat football he's, player? Well, he's a yes, line, it is. He's a linebacker. <laughs> yeah. He's a former linebacker who um, they're trying to bring him back for one, one more big game. The Super Bowl, in fact. <laughs> the big game. <laughs> yeah, they make it. To, his team makes it to the Super Bowl. He's like, guys, I think I'm gonna sit this one out. But uh, that's the whole thing. Sadie Sink is like maybe a cheerleader. Are uh, fucking amazing. She's the the team manager, maybe. Hong Chow is um. I don't know. I'm not too worried about it. I don't think that's what the whale is about. If I'm being honest. I'm not terribly interested in seeing it either, but I will. Because cause I, I kind of want to see Brendan Fraser in it more than I care about Ar- Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. Really, I'm so tired of that guy. Yeah, I really don't care about him. I don't really like any of his movies, except really? Black Swan. What about The Wrestler? Maybe. I haven't seen that one. I'm interested in that one. I think we said this last week. I'm we interested did. in that one. Uh, I'm not interested in all of... Uh, I have no interest in watching uh, Requiem for a Dream. Nor, no, yeah, I wouldn't. It just seems depressing for the sake of being depressing. And that's what I think the whale is going to be. Personal. Mother, I thought, was, like, okay. I thought Mother was, like, it was tough. It's, it's tough. Um, It's a movie that, Javier like, Bardem was good in it, though. I feel like Mother works better as, like, a short film. Yeah. Instead, it's just like an excruciating like hour and a half of. It's kind of. No, it's more like two hours actually, of just like the same thing happening over and over. Yeah. And it's just like. Thus is what I get it. You're making a religious parable. Yeah. I mean, is that? I don't even. I mean, that's that wasn't his explanation in the movie. I assumed it was a movie about movie making. Really. Yeah, and then he's like, actually, it's about uh, Earth and Mother Nature. Sure. About the environment. Yeah, is that why the one guy loses a rib? And then, doesn't that happen? He loses a rib and then his wife shows up. That's always happening to me. Yeah. That's what happened to Marilyn Manson. Yeah. That's what I heard. He, he like, removed his ribs and then all these women show up being like, this guy's a rapist. Was he ever married? Marilyn Manson? Yeah. Yeah, he's married to Dita Von Teese. Nice. Yeah. Oh, she, she's coming to the Fillmore next month. I might go see Dita Von Teese again. Oh, ask her about Marilyn Manson. <laughs> uh, she's, uh, I actually, I think she's only ever said nice things about Marilyn Manson. Really? Yeah. But Bryce Dallas Howard, on the other hand, um, did not have a good time being in a relationship with that guy. Which one's Bryce Dallas Howard? She's like the... She's in Twilight. Well, she's in the first Twilight? Or the later Twilights. I can't remember. She's a redhead. She, um... You know... She voiced Yaddle in a new Star Wars short. What else was she in? The new Star Wars short? In Twilight. That's all I can think of. Bryce Dallas Howard. What is Bryce Dallas Howard's actual name? Oh, it's Flea. That's Flea's actual name? She has like the most 
And most what? I don't know. If I if you said like when you said Bryce Dallas Howard, I did not imagine a woman, a white lady at first. Oh really? That sounds like a black guy name. Hmm. Okay. Doesn't it? Maybe. Bryce Howard. She was in Jurassic Park movies. Really, just a man name in general. Hmm. She has a very manly name. She was in The Help, The Mandalorian. Bryce, like I'm imagining a very like charismatic black guy with that name. Oh, she was in Rocket Man. As Sheila. Uh, do you remember this character? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean though. Um. Yeah. Very charismatic man name. I mean, if I didn't already know that who she was, maybe I would feel that way. Okay, she's in the later Twilight movies because... Oh, wait, what? No, maybe she's only in the one. No, she's only, no, she's in a couple. I don't know. Her character is played by someone else in the first Twilight movie, and then she replaces someone. Hmm. Um... Oh, yeah, we're going to start with rock news. Well, now we're talking about white noise. We just kind of completely avoided it. That's fine. We'll we'll circle back to it. We'll circle the wagons. Um, So you t- you liked the scene where uh, Don Cheadle's giving a like lecture and then Adam Driver starts giving a simultaneous lecture in the same room and then kind of just... It's one of the few scenes I didn't like. Takes <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that. That scene um, was too much. I don't really get what it... What the, other than just making a parallel comparison between Elvis and Hitler. Yeah. So my takeaway from the movie is that it's Inherent Vice plus e, uh, E.T. or something. No, it's Inherent Vice plus Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And kind of doesn't really live up to either one. I mean, I didn't think about the Close Encounters comparison. It does have that feel. Um... It's a little more, it's kind of like... It doesn't live up to those, but it doesn't have to. I don't know. Do you I like thought it was... En- huh? Oh, do you like Close Encounters? I do. Real quick, sidebar. really like it. Hmm. I don't know if it's my... It might be... Eh, I don't know what my favorite Steven Spielberg movie is. He's just one of those directors I like, but I don't know. Anyway. Hmm. Oh, I liked that Noah Baumbach wanted to try something new. And... It is pretty different. It's different, but it still has the core elements like any other movie he's been involved with, except Madagascar 3. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Life Aquatic. Did you know he co-wrote Madagascar 3? I did. Um, Sorry, not to be like Mr. Tidbit over here. Yeah, not to mansplain over here. <laughs> um... I, I thought I thought he kind of like pulled off trying something new while still kind of staying true to like what he normally does with with on a more grand scale. Yeah, I will. I mean, the story is kind of awkward for a movie. Yeah, but that didn't really bother me. Like I could, I I, I can acknowledge it's like very much a like the story sounds like it makes perfect sense more for a novel. Mm-hmm. But I think he kind of, it worked for me. I'm not going to say he pulled it off. But I'm going to say it worked for me because I found both stories interesting. Although I did find like the, the he kind of abruptly cut off 
the second part. What, so you need to take that? Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll pause it real quick. Okay. So... David had to take a very important call from... Noah Bombach about, um... Noah Bombach He needed my, uh, my, my, uh, routing number for my bank account to... Yeah, he was thanking you for... $10,000 for giving good press. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, um, I don't know. I liked it. I liked that it was, like, uh... I mean, it's not an original story, but an original type of movie coming out now. Mm-hmm. And, um... Maybe that's why I like it. Maybe I'm a little biased or blind to faults. But I can't really think... I, I really tried to think of things I didn't like about it. And I couldn't really come up with anything that genuinely bothered me. Other than the obvious, like, structure... The awkward structure. Mm-hmm. And the abrupt ending to the first... Like, the way it's just kind of like there's that big speech and it's like... Nine days later, this was all over. <laughs> I'll give that... It, it, it was abrupt, but... I kind of had a, just a really good time watching it. Um, I like the way the movie looks a lot. It's a nice looking movie. Yeah. I like the colors. I will... F- I like that uh, this might be a problem with some people, but I was kind of done with the kid characters after the Airborne Toxic event anyway. So the fact that they kind of disappear <laughs> really didn't bother me. Yeah, I felt like there was more meat to get off the bone with, like, the, the eldest son. Yeah, eldest Who was, son. like, eldest. Yeah. I guess there was only one son, right? Yeah. Was there a little kid? Yeah. I don't know. No, there, there was, like, the little baby mm-hmm. who was like, are we there yet? Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> what about the eldest son? Oh, I liked his character. I wanted him to be in it more. I liked the older daughter character more. I thought she was more important to the story. She had that quirky visor. It was a cool visor. I like all the green flashes in the movie. Yeah, what was up with that? Oh, you didn't like the second half at all? With the ski mask and... I I had a harder time with the second half than the first half, admittedly. I will... Okay. I thought it was less in- less interesting. It, more like... um. I just didn't really see how it all connected. I mean, I guess I kind of saw how it all connected. Um... That it was about, like, kind of just the randomness of, like, life and death. One of those type of things, which is why it reminded me of, like, Thomas Pynchon or Inherent Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I don't know. It wasn't, like, a tight enough movie to me. That's fair. I Like I said, I might have to rewatch it because I, I saw a tweet uh, that was kind of attributed to this and Babylon where it's like, you can complain about them, but at least there's movies like this that exist. And it's not, you know, and it's not like a big franchise movie or a big superhero movie or, you know. I mean, the reason movies like this are going to stop existing is because, I don't know. I guess there's a lot of reasons, but. Yeah, you, you really sound like you're about to make a point and then just, I don't know. <laughs> wow, what were you trying to say, big dog? Oh, I was, I kind of backed off. I'm like, because, I don't know, they need to make better art house movies. They do make good art house movies still, though. I mean, maybe not White Noise isn't the best example, but, like, I mean, Hereditary, well, very good, Midsummer. When I was watching White Noise, I was just, like, kind of baffled by how... I'm like, how did Noah Baumbach get this much money to make this movie? How did they give that guy... How did they... Why did they throw so many chips on that guy's square, you know? 
Mm. I feel like Marriage I'm Story was probably. I think Marriage Marriage Story was kind of successful. It did okay, yeah, but I don't think it like it theatrically didn't really do anything. Obviously, and then I guess it must have been popular enough on Netflix for them to do another movie with him. Although I will say I'm looking forward to this Barbie movie. As weird as that sounds, the trailer looked. It looks like a good time. I didn't watch it. It looks fun. I don't but know. It looks fun and like it. tasteful also. Taste? For a movie based on like a toy. Yeah. Okay. IP Dan over here. I just gotta get caught up on the other Barbie movies. I need to get all the DVDs. Pre-existing property Dan over here. Can't wait for the new Barbie and the new Geico Gecko movie coming out. Yeah. Don't forget Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. And, uh, you know, Dan's really excited for the next Michael Bay Transformers adventure. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, is it? No, there is a new Transformers movie coming out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Beast Wars or something. Oh, oh, they're getting Beast Wars involved? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Dan can't wait for the new uh, Beetle Borks movie. <laughs> uh, who's that guy there's that one character with the, the Skeletor voice I'm not going to try and do it in what in, it, I don't know if it's in Beetleborgs or Beast Wars I haven't watched either there's one dude with the funky voice I don't know Beast. I remember Beast Wars but I didn't watch it anyway White Noise David recommends it Probably. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe it's just for me. Maybe. Maybe read the book. I I read that the book I want to read the book, too. The book is very dialogue-heavy, is what I read on the Wikipedia page. Yeah. So maybe that's why the movie... Wow. <laughs> oh, you know what I thought I had during White Noise? Hmm. Was when Adam Driver finds out that Greta Gerwig was... Just gonna, not gonna spoil anything. You remember the scene though? Why don't you just tell me and then bleep it out and edit? When she, their scene, their argument in the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. I was looking at those walls and I'm like, one of these walls is not surviving. <laughs> to yeah, the end I of thought scene. that would happen too a little bit. <laughs> I was flashing back to Marriage Story. I'm like, so you didn't like that scene then? That was one of the only good scenes in the movie to me. <laughs> wow. Um, not to, know, not to, to say anything it. about Greta Gerwig's acting in that scene, though. I don't think it was especially good or anything. Adam Driver's doing a lot of heavy lifting. In this. Yeah, maybe it's not as good as the marriage story scene, because, like, I don't know, Adam Driver's character. I think Greta Gerwig, I like Greta Gerwig, but... I don't think she was utilized properly like in a, this movie. a powerhouse, you know, force of nature. True. Acting. Her acting style is... A little more muted. Different little, different flavor. I like Not her. Not a Scarlett Johansson. Just want to clarify. I really like her, Greta Gerwig. I like her too. Um, I didn't really like Lady Bird that much though. I thought it was okay. I liked it a lot when it came out, but then when I watched it later, it was, I found, I kind of felt oh, a little of, less, it's not as good as Francis Ha. That's for sure. Um, it's not as good as Little Women. 
And you know, uh, this is a hot take. It's not as good as The Godfather Part Two. What isn't? Greta, Greta Gerwig's acting. Oh, uh, Lady Bird. <laughs> we were comparing apples and oranges here. Yeah. Greta Gerwig's performance in White Noise is nothing compared to Al Pacino's performance in Godfather Part Two or Scent of a Woman. Sure. <laughs> or any given Sunday. Okay. Or cruising. Mm-hmm. Or Carlito's Way. But I haven't seen that. Or every Al Pacino movie. Mm-hmm. Let's name every Al Pacino. No, I'm kidding. The Insider. I had a thought that I forgot now. Oh, I watched a movie with Adam Driver in it. Rewatched Inside Lewin Davis. Yeah. I love that movie. I hadn't seen it. I wanted to see when it was coming out, and then I just didn't. I think you'd really like it. Okay. It's by far the warmest Coen Brothers movie. It's like the least... You know what I mean? Like the least um, oppressive and like combative to the audience. Yeah, I suppose so. I feel like that's their problem a lot of the times is it's like their movies are so inscrutable that it's like, how is anyone supposed to get anything out of this? Did you say that about Big Lebowski? No. Miller's Crossing? Mm, not really. Those are my Although favorites. I found that that movie was kind of hard to follow the first time I watched it. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I like it too. I just like Inside Lumen Davis better, I think. Fargo? Yeah, that one's pretty cut and dry. So it was No Country for Old Men. You're calling... Would you say Fargo is uh, combative to the audience? Not really. You said like you have specific movies in mind, like A Serious I do. Man. Or yeah, like... A Serious Man, Burn After Reading, um, freaking Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Uh, I see that movie on Netflix all the time, and the thumbnail is so stupid, I don't want to watch it. Is it the guy with the white hat? Yeah. Yeah. Making the dumb face. Yeah, there's this pretty embarrassing scene where he's like riding a horse and playing a banjo or something. And singing a song. That's the guy who... That's Rorschach. I've never watched it. Isn't that Rorschach from Watchmen? Oh, Freddy Krueger? Is that him? He was also a Freddy Krueger. I can't remember if that's him, though. Um, What's another bad Coen Brothers movie? Oh, people hate the Lady Killers, but I haven't seen it. Do you hate Serious Man? No. Do people hate it? I've never seen it. I just hear it's really good. I don't know. It's okay. Um, but it's one of those Coen Brothers movies that's just like, what is this even about? What am I supposed to do with this? That sounds more like a you problem. <laughs> Gee. Yeah, if you say so. There's another one that's like on the tip of my tongue and I, I can't bring it to mind at the moment. Oh, well. Um, Point is, I like white noise. <laughs> <laughs> the roundabout way. Yeah, if there's anything... To take away from <coughs> this conversation. So David liked White Noise. And that I'm excited for the Barbie movie. Two different flavors of people here. Moving on to rock news. We are not the same. <laughs> oh my god, we're not even going to have time to talk about Bam Margera. Or the Burbs. Or the Jeremy Renner snowplow accident. We'll talk about that real quick. Uh, the details are kind of vague right now, but... He had a run-in with a snowplow... 
and he was hospitalized in critical but stable condition for like a like week. A snowplow tackled him. See, that's what I don't know. The details are Go rather 50 miles sparse at the moment. We may never see Snowpiercer two. <laughs> was he in Snowpiercer? No. Oh. Well, uh, this as a side note, we're going to see Snowpiercer <laughs> two. Probably not. I mean, there's a TV show. Whatever. Snowpiercer is a good movie. So he got hit by a snowplow. What the fuck was he doing in the snowplow's Something way? Something like that. Big idiot. You big du- you big goof. I almost downloaded. I was tempted to download the Ren rap to see if he uh, <laughs> gave anyone any updates about the snowplow incident. Is he in critical condition? He was. I don't. He might still be. I think he's okay. What an idiot! <laughs> getting in that snowplow's way. Yeah. You're not really Snowpiercer, dude. <laughs> Yeah, to think he stood a chance against a snowplow, it's ridiculous. He's like, sees it coming, and he's like, wait, I think I can figure out what they're saying. Like an arrival? I think the snowplow is <laughs> saying it's my friend. <laughs> Gotta get close. <laughs> he just reaches out to it. And just gets, <laughs> 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 and he's just like rolled up in a big snowball. Yeah. Yeah, you roll down a hill and like... Snowplow king. Yeah, he rolls down the hill, and at the bottom, he's like, Hands and feet are sticking out in his head, but he's the rest of his body is just a big Inside ball of snow. The cab, you just hear, it's the pilot, <laughs> Mr. Plow. Uh, and then Jeremy Renner's like, I was at the pornography store. I was buying pornography. Don't say you're at a, you're at a bar. Don't say you're at a bar. Ooh, this is rock news. Alien Ant Farm singer charged. That's trending on. Uh, charged. That's trending By a on defensive linebacker Google. on the gridiron. Alien Ant Farm singer charged after touching his own crotch with fan's hand. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> Misdemeanor battery charge. Ay ay ay. These alien ant farm freaks. Huh? Just, just uh, can't make the can't make the headlines for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he probably thought he was a smooth criminal with that one. That was on Rolling you've Stone. Been, you've just touched my smooth criminal. And I just want to touch on the Rolling Stone 200 greatest singers of all time list. Yeah, let's do it. I'm just gonna run through here. Glenn Danzig is number 199. One ninety nine. Yeah. Danzig. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I'm glad to see he's made it. I, I'm gonna use Glenn Danzig as a barometer to see like who go through the rest of the list. I'm gonna see like or not the whole list, but like. Oh yeah, I'm just gonna give you some highlights of ones that are I'm like keeping Glenn Danzig in mind. Higher on the list than Glenn. Billie Eilish is number one ninety eight. I think Glenn Danzig's a better singer than Billie Eilish. Come on, I like no disrespect to Billie Eilish, but. I was happy about this one. Paul Westerberg, 196. I like that. Kelly Clarkson, above Glenn Danzig. I don't know any Kelly Clarkson music off the top of my head. I mean, shouldn't... Bob Seger. I think Glenn Danzig's a more interesting singer than Bob Seger. Buddy Holly. You know, you think about Glenn Danzig's lyrics versus Buddy Holly's lyrics. They're one and the same. 
Sylvester. The cat? I don't think it's the cat, no. Here's a funny one. Morrissey, number 166. Too, oh, who's above him? Too low, in my opinion, That's right? That's too low. I mean... Yeah, listen to the who's above him, Robert Smith. Actually? Yeah. That feels like a way to punish Morrissey. By like nine that, doesn't that? positions. It, it yeah, that's that's it it I interpreted it as an affront to Morrissey. Like I love the cure, but I think Morrissey's a better vocalist. Yeah. And I love I think Robert Smith has a cool voice, but like, that does feel like a we're gonna say this because Morrissey has unsavory opinions. Mm-hmm. Which he does. I'm not gonna pretend he doesn't. Axl Rose, number higher one, one thirty-four. Higher than Morrissey, and Glenn Danzig. That's just fucking stupid, to be <laughs> honest. Courtney. Axl Rose is a very obnoxious voice. Courtney Love. Yeah, she's one thirty. Just above Rob Halford at one twenty-nine. Really? He's above Rob Halford. Well, well Rob, Rob Halford's one one position above. Honestly, her. I like Courtney Love's vocals. So I don't have a problem with that. I'm more astonished at how high she is. Yeah. You think she you should be like closer to number one? Is what you're saying? No. Or she should be lower. I'm. I'm surprised they put her as high as they did. This is all I'm saying. John Fogarty is on here at 118. Do you think that's kind of a funny choice? I mean, I don't think like why is that a funny choice? He does a weird, like, put on, like... I thought this is how he talked. I doubt it. No, I I think it is. Ozzy Osbourne's 112. Above Danzig? Look, I love Black (laughs) Sabbath, but... I mean... Lou Reed's... Ozzy Osbourne's basically just talking. I mean, maybe it's because, like, when you hear him actually speak... And then you hear him sing. It's like, I can't believe he's stringing the other sentences <laughs> like this. Yeah, night and day. <laughs> he locks into something. <laughs> he does. So, I guess, yeah, let's let's give it the man his due. Lou Reed's 107. Now, I love Lou Reed. But the man doesn't sing. No. Oh, here's one that bummed me out. Eddie Vedder at 105. course they gotta do it to us <laughs> eddie vetter the barack obama of music <laughs> see they got eddie vetter oh elton john is one <laughs> yeah. he the man ruined music to be honest yeah no <laughs> he ruined rock for like 20 years <laughs> uh elton john is 100 see but you got i think elton john could go higher than 100 i get get him as far away from eddie vetter as possible <laughs> usher is 97 I don't really know about his singing. I don't think I know. I feel like I've heard an Usher song, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. So There's Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is him, right? Mm-hmm. He's got a good voice. Stevie Nicks is 93. Okay. I like Stevie Nicks. See, okay, yeah, Eddie Vedder's on here, but then so is Chris Cornell in, like, the 80s. Well, Does it feel... Dead important to have both of them on there i feel like chris cornell is just like the better version of eddie vetter singing wise you know what i mean he's more talented than eddie vetter for sure i'm not really into what he did yeah too much i mean like i, don't know, I guess there's some sound garden that's kind of cool no yeah, sound garden is not really my thing either but it's not really my thing yeah i don't really like grunge yeah 
Um, Selena is 89. I mean, I guess I don't like 89? Yeah. Selena? Mm-hmm. Selena rocks. You ever listen to her music? Uh, just a little bit. Very good. Here's where the, the list kind of... Uh, she does the better version of Back on the Chain Gang, to be honest. Think so? I Yeah, I think so. Full hard. I might attribute that to Morrissey, but... When he plays guitar? Different strokes. <laughs> <laughs> you seen that video? Yeah, we watched that together. Yeah, time. yeah. Oh, uh, now here's where... I mean, okay, so the list is kind of dicey all throughout, but you you put Diana Ross at 87. And now, with that in mind, think about all these artists who are above her. And, oh, here's another weird one. Michael Jackson at 86. Janet Jackson isn't on the list. Not on the list? No. That's surprising. Not on the list, but they'll put Axl Rose and, like, Billie Eilish... Right? Why Billie Eilish? That's the thing. I'm ca- like, I don't have a problem with Billie Eilish. I, th- I enjoyed Bad Guy and heard her last album was pretty good, but. Singing? Singing? Yeah, we're talking about singing. Does here. she do that? She's not that remarkable at it. It's kind of like we were saying about Greta Gerwig. We like Greta Gerwig, but like. I don't know what I was she's trying to say. She's got the things that she's good at, and maybe singing isn't really one of them. Yeah. Steve Perry, 82. Above Michael Jackson? I mean, he is a good singer. There's Chris Cornell at 80. Above Michael Jackson and Steve Perry? Now this one bugged me. Janis Joplin? I can't think of someone I want to listen to less. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather listen to Axl Rose. I'd rather listen to Axl Rose sing than Janis Joplin. Not by a lot, but... Janis Joplin, I don't have a problem with Janis Joplin, but She's a very of like the initial voice. 27 club members, she's the one I'm interested in the least. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Springsteen, 77. I like Bruce. Bunch of people I don't but, know. Uh, there's a lot of artists, there's a lot of singers who just on a vocal level that he's above that I just feel like is a little out of whack. This one kind of sucks, like He's too. above Elton John. You know who else? Rihanna, 68. 68? Are you a, a Rihanna fan? Uh, I don't have... Um, look, I'm going to take some flack for this. <laughs> but I still think All of the Lights is one of the greatest songs of all time. Wow. Um, there was a period where I thought that should have been our new national anthem. <laughs> it may and, be uh, one day. Rihanna's a part of that legendary class. So... Yes, I'm a Rihanna fan somewhat. Bjork at 64. Okay. Robert I like Bjork a lot. Robert Plant at 63. Now, come on now. George Michael at 62. Is Michael McDonald on this list? Nope. He's not on this list? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, it's fucked up. This list is ass already. Lady Gaga, Brian Wilson, Barry White, Tina Turner, Willie Nelson, Mick Jagger's like 52. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Willie Nelson is on this list and not Michael McDonald? Mm Mm-hmm. Billie Eilish is on this list and not Michael McDonald? Axl Rose is on this list and not Michael McDonald? Why is Michael McDonald not on this list? Here's another one. Is Frank Ocean on the list? Yeah, he is. Okay, good. He's like 195 or something. 
195? Yeah. They got Eddie Vedder above Frank Ocean. Check this one out. Ariana Grande at 43. Why? Is she really that good of a singer? Apparently better than... Uh, apparently she's better than Willie Nelson. Is Aretha Franklin on this list? Yeah. Oh, she hit number one? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Got Aaliyah number 40. That's pretty chill. Where's Cheryl Lynn? Cheryl Lynn? Got to be real? I don't think I saw her name. Kurt Cobain at 36. Kurt Cobain, look, I love Nirvana, but <laughs> Kurt Cobain is on the list and Michael McDonald isn't. Like, this isn't even really about, like, how good. He's that high above Morrissey, you know? Tom, you're. Glenn Danzig? Yeah. Well, I haven't forgot yeah, about Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> don't, forget, uh, don't forget the old neighborhood. Yeah. Tom York at 34. Tom York's a very good singer. I was quite pleased to see him on the list. I was afraid is, he wouldn't. Is be. Chino from Deftones on this list? I don't think so. David Bowie at 32. This is okay. I love David Bowie as well, but there's like plenty of people, like great singers we just named. But Here was a weird one, I thought. Paul McCartney at 26. No. No. <laughs> and Michael McDonald isn't on the list? I, I love Paul McCartney, but uh, I don't really, I don't love him necessarily for his I don't think quality of his voice. Yeah, exactly. He's a great songwriter. He's a vocalist. He gets the job done. Gotta That's fit, the thing. Yeah. You know, it's like he gets the job done, but like he's higher than Frank Ocean. Yep. Smokey Robinson, followed by Adele, followed by Nina Simone and Marvin Gaye. Good singers. I, they got great. They got great voices. I get. I get where they're on. They're on there. Frank Sinatra. Boring. <laughs> right. Elvis at seventeen. Prince at sixteen. No, nice. I mean that's cool. I kind of get why they put. That's kind of like another but I Morrissey, think uh, Robert Smith thing. Like why they put Prince <laughs> so much higher than Michael Jackson. <laughs> but think about this next one. You might be upset. Bob Dylan at fifteen. That oh. pisses me off oh, so fucking. Over Prince. <laughs> I fucking am so tired of Bob Dylan. <laughs> then Freddie Mercury. You know, you could re- re- delete this. I can't fucking wait till Bob Dylan dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Freddie Mercury at 14. That's a little lower than I thought they would have put him. Then Patsy Cline. And then the last white person. I'm just kidding, actually. I don't want Bob, anything about bad to happen, happen to Bob, but uh, I am tired of hearing about him. And then John Lennon at 12. The last white person on the list. At number 12? Yep. John Lennon? John Lennon is the greatest white singer of all time. That's Michael what McDonald's on the damn ex- list. According to this list. Yeah, what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> then you got Lil Richard at 11. Okay. Cool. Al Green at 10. I don't actually know his music. You do. It's a bum, 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 bum. Oh, maybe I do, yeah. That one. Otis Redding at nine. Nah, I don't actually know an Otis Redding song on top of my head. Otis Redding is cool. Try a little tenderness. Otis, the Watch the Throne song. Drop, drop, na, na, No, I don't know it. Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah, the the scene in um, Pretty in Pink where Ducky is dancing in the record store. Look, let's move on with the list. I don't know. No? Okay. Sitting on the dock of the bay? Oh, I do know that one. 
Sitting on a cockles and gay. <laughs> um, this one I was kind of like, uh, Beyonce at eight. Jesus Christ. Another, Beyonce and Bob Dylan are two artists I could go my entire fucking life without ever hearing <laughs> a single thing about again. I am so over them. After Beyonce, I think they kind of they kind of nailed it. They write the ship. Yeah, Stevie Wonder at seven. Yep. Ray Charles at six. Okay. Mariah Carey at five. All right, I guess. <laughs> She's, I mean, one of the most impressive voices of all time, at the very least. Sure. Billie Holiday at four. Sam Cooke at three. All right. Whitney Houston at two. And then, yeah, Aretha Franklin. At See, one. it seems like when they get to the top 10, they're like, okay, we've been dicking around for like 200 <laughs> entries. Now we actually have to think about who has a quality voice. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like they didn't realize what they were doing with the top one, like what, 180? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they get to the top 10, it's like, oh, fuck, what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> then they get serious. Yeah. No, Sam Cooke especially. I uh, was happy to see him at number three. But no room for Michael McDonald in all 200? Yeah. Right? I mean, some of these people... Oh, I, I skipped over some people, actually. That you might be like, huh? Karen O was like number 180 or something. Who's Karen O? From the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Like, if you're going to put an indie rock singer in there, I don't. is she really the one? Yeah, like, why not... Uh... Corin Tucker from Slater Kinney was in there. She was like 166. Or no, that was Morrissey. 160 something. I don't know. Those two, I was like, we could do better than this. Maybe. I don't have any suggestions. Some other people missing. Uh, Celine Dion. Wow. Britney Spears? Where's she at? <laughs> and like Ashley? you said, Michael McDonald? Britney Spears? Hmm. Oh, no, I don't know. Look, where was Billy Ray Cyrus? One of the not greatest artists True, of all time. not on there. And I'm not saying, like, you know, like Ariana Grande shouldn't be on the list. Where's James Murphy? Of she LCD should be all over. <laughs> where's uh, Peter Murphy? Eddie Murphy? Yeah, well, where's Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Party all the time. No Murphys at all on this <laughs> yeah. list. It's despicable. Where was Frank Ocean on the list? 195? He was all the way in, the, like, the 190s. He could have been yeah. much higher than that. Probably. Who else? Luther Vandross, was he in there at all? Yeah. Where was he at? He was pretty high. He was, like, 40 or something. He could have been higher. 30, maybe. I can't. He was in the top 50. You could 50. swap Beyonce out for Luther Vandross. In the top 50, anyway. <sighs> Don't you think? I'm sure. Why not? Let's trade places. Luther Vandross <laughs> at number eight. Um, Beyonce at number two hundred, just above Danzig. Where was um was Seal on the list? Seal? No. Seal wasn't on the list. I don't think so. Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> yeah, I know the song. That's absurd. <laughs> no Seal. No Michael McDonald. I can't tell if you're being serious about Michael McDonald. I'm being very serious. He's a very good singer. <laughs> kind of a bit of a one-note singer. I mean, you? he definitely falls into the category of what we were saying about most good white singers like impressions. Mm, yeah. But he's, I mean, so many good songs. 
Yeah. And see, I mean, like, I only really like the one Seal song, but that's enough, honestly, to solidify. I, yeah, I would argue some of these people are only on here because of, like, one good song, you know? What about the singer, the backup singer from uh, like, Give Me Shelter? Was she on the list? I don't know who that is. She might have been. Okay. Mick Jagger was on the list. He was, like, 52. Let's see. Mick, I like the Rolling Stones a lot, but really... Yeah, they kind of just bounce all over the place with the the rules for this list, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, well, this person's more like known for their voice, but this person has a really good voice. Uh, was Iggy Pop on the list? Yeah, he was like the around one fifty, I think. Hmm. What about Ian Curtis? Hmm. I, I I personally wouldn't throw Ian Curtis on there. He can only really sing one note. Where was Marvin Gaye on the list? He was at like 20, I think. Why wasn't he in the top 10? Maybe I'm just thinking of that because I like his music. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it gets kind of crowded in the top 20 with a couple exceptions, Bob Dylan, John Lennon. But How is Bob Dylan higher than Marvin Gaye? I don't know. You see, that one pisses me off because it's like it's not because of his. Vo- th- th- that's just because of like the music he makes. Like, well, it's a Rolling the- Stone list, so he has to be on it. <laughs> but why that high? Because it's a Rolling Stone list. I, I don't know. His voice. I don't have a good explanation. It's not why people like, or maybe it is, but it's like it's not. You know, it's like in the top. Like we were saying, in the top ten, they figure out. Oh wait, we should go by quality of voice. Mm-hmm. Even though five spots prior, they put Bob fucking Dylan. Yeah. I mean, he does the same type of thing that Lou Reed does, in my opinion. Yeah, so why is he that much higher than Lou Reed? Yeah, they're like worlds apart. They're like 100 spots apart. Yeah, and he's above Marvin Gaye. And who was like before Marvin Gaye? I don't remember. Danzig. Yeah, he's before Danzig. (laughs) Come on, dude. Michael Jackson, Selena. Yeah, Bob Dylan is a better singer, according to Rolling Stone, than Michael Jackson, Prince, um, Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye, Frank Ocean, Seal, and Michael McDonald. Apparently. Yes, <laughs> there's a Seal in there. He's Tom not, York. Not even on the list. Yeah. What would have been funny to put Anthony Key to something. Like what? Imagine a world where Randy Newman takes up the cultural weight of Bob Dylan, and then he's on the Rolling Stone list at fifteen above all those names, all those artists I just said. I think Randy Newman was on the list, but I don't remember where. I mean, and I like Randy Newman a lot, but just imagine that world. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Imagine a world where Randy Newman is. I don't know. I just don't get the Bob Dylan thing. Well, on that sour note, got to end the episode. Goodbye.